Welcome to Standard Chartered India Money Insights, a podcast series that brings you topical insights and local perspectives on India's markets from the experts. Hello everyone, I'm Ravi Singh, Chief Investment Strategist at Standard Chartered Bank India. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Street, bringing you market views and insight on how you should look at your investments from industry experts. Today, we are joined by Mr. Suresh, Chief Executive Officer at Baroda BNP Paribas Mutual Fund. Thank you, Suresh, for joining our podcast. Delighted to be here, Ravi. So let's get to the most pressing question on investors' minds. My first question is on 2023, which has had an interesting first half. We started the year with a cautious outlook on global growth, but eventually things have been slightly better than expectation. How do you see India's macroeconomic position going ahead, especially in a global context? Sure. So Ravi, as you look at it, uh, India is one of the fastest growing economy among the large economies in the world. But when you look at economy, you should ideally look at it from two lenses, growth as well as stability. For you to achieve growth, you need some stable macroeconomic framework as well. India does well on both the dimensions. So if I look at stability dimension, whether it is foreign exchange reserves, whether it is current account deficit, whether it is inflation, in all these parameters, India is quite well placed relative to where the globe is. Our inflation trajectory is quite moderate compared to what the developed world is experiencing. Interest rates are near the peak. The cycle is likely to come down. The foreign exchange reserves have gone back to 600 billion plus. Current account deficit seems to be fairly under. And fiscal situation again is pretty good given that strong GST collectors are doing fine and growth-wise, we are one of the fastest growing economy in the world. So I think the country is quite well placed with growth rate between 6 to 6.5% for the current calendar, which will be straight second year in a row of the highest growth rate in the major economies in the world. Any concerns do you see on uh, the impact of global spillovers? I think uh, overall India is quite well placed. Our high frequency indicators currently, whether you look at GST, you look at credit growth, you look at auto sales, all of them are showing a strong domestic growth momentum. Of course, the side that has been relatively slow is the external side, i.e. exports, for example. As the global growth slows down, the exports are facing some amount of challenge. But overall context, India is largely a domestically driven economy and therefore we are quite well placed on that. Concerns anyway comes from unexpected quarters. Last year, beginning of the year, you could not have said that Russia and Ukraine will have a war. Or early 2020, there was no way you could have said that COVID will come. So leave aside any of those unexpected events that you and I can't model. On a going forward status quo basis, we do not have concerns per se on the growth of the country. Thanks, Suresh, for that. Uh, With that positive backdrop, now, what does it mean for investors, especially in the equity markets? Indian markets have been on a tear for some time. So after a long lull, Indian markets have been making new all-time highs over the last couple of weeks. Do you see any concerns in terms of valuations? Do you see the Indian equity markets having further legs to go? Sure. You know, I think uh, the two headlines, one, of course, is the Indian market making a new high. And second, that from the March low, we are probably up about 15, 16%. And those two kind of make investors wonder whether we have really gone too far too fast. But let's step back. YTD in calendar 2023 
our nifty 50 is up about 7-8% which is pretty much in line with what emerging market index has done more constantly EM, EM index if you look at it it's about similar and in fact we are much lower than MSCI world which has gone up about 16% YTD and again if you really expand the time frame to close to about 2 years in 2021 October we had touched a, a peak of about uh, 17,000 plus from there on we are up about let's say that somewhere between about 8-10% whereas earning growth has grown quite significantly over the last couple of years. So as earning momentum has come, market has remained largely size over a period of last couple of years. Valuations have actually turned reasonable. The growth momentum in India is fairly strong, both on the stability and growth dimension, India scores well and therefore as such, from a relative valuation perspective, I don't think we are expensive. Thanks for that, Suresh. Uh, I have a related question on uh, the broader markets. The mid and small cap equities in India have also done very well. In fact, uh, they have outperformed uh, the large cap peers by a significant margin. Now, historically, they've had uh, very cyclical returns over the large caps. How do you see it uh, you know, panning out over the next 6 to 12 months? Sure. Mid and small cap indices, of course, generally have a sharper beta compared to the large cap index. So both on the upside and downside, they move, tend to move a little faster. However, it's very difficult to generalize mid and small cap in a single box because they tend to have a very diverse range of companies as well as diverse range of uh, industries. At the index levels, I would argue that the valuations are in line with the long-term average, both for large cap as well as uh, for small cap indices, slightly richer for mid cap, but nothing which is out of bound. So overall, I don't think the markets are sharply valued or overvalued per se. Having said that, at any point of time in the market, even at uh, 10,000 Nifty, there can be stocks which are overvalued and at 20,000 Nifty also, there could be stocks which are undervalued. It's our job as fund managers to identify the pockets of opportunities within the market, which always exist. Net-net, what I want to leave you uh, on valuation perspective is that we are in line with the broad long-term averages for the market from a Again, from taking the horizon to about two years, markets have frankly not rallied too much. Earning momentum continues to be strong. India is doing significantly better than the broader market, world market on a relative basis. And our own growth momentum is fairly strong. So don't get worried about absolute number of Nifty being all time high. I think what the question that we should be asking is, is valuation very high? With an answer to the sec that question of valuations is very clear that valuations are not higher than the long-term averages. Thank you for that. Uh, that was quite interesting. Now, you know, putting it in perspective for an investor, given that there are still uh, you know, commentaries or uncertainty around the global growth, which may cause some volatility, and the, given the fact that we have a very uh, robust domestic macro backdrop and uh, equity market outlook, how should an investor position this portfolio in the current market landscape? Uh, very good questions. See, the global growth dimension indeed is relatively weak. I think the Europe would probably grow at under 1%, US probably between 1% to 2%. So, and again, China is kind of facing its own share of challenges. So what that leads to is a situation where the external growth is likely to be weak and which is where uh, 
I think the portfolios need to be a little more orientated towards domestic economy as opposed to the global economy and that's how at least we as a fund house are positioning our portfolios where we are overweight domestic driven sectors and are going slightly lighter on the sectors which are linked to the international market now which are these sectors let's say things like it things like metals are a lot more linked to the international market whereas if you're looking at your fmcg and a lot of other domestic centric plays they are pretty much based on india thank you suresh for that uh, and what about uh, other asset classes to you uh, and what's the view on overall asset allocation in the current market backdrop so in the current market uh, as well as any market for that matter i think asset allocation is extremely important uh, look uh, in equity market all of us know that markets are net wealth over a long term unfortunately the returns are never linear and the only way to make money in equity market is if i could use the word to have a bifocal vision i.e you survive the short term so that you can make money in long term but if you burn in the short term you don't really survive to enjoy the long term so therefore what we need to do is we need to invest in a manner that we can stay invested for long term and one of the best way to do that is to allocate your assets in a certain manner which takes into account both your need and temperament your need risk profile your need from cash flows and therefore your portfolio is designed in a manner that even as the market does what it does quite often that is the unexpected turns you can stay comfortably invested in the asset classes that you have chosen and therefore you can benefit from the long term compounding so plain simple i think uh, you guys do the best job there for your clients where you advise them on the asset allocation and that remains extremely important in order to stay invested for long term uh, in terms of opportunities in the equity market i just want to add to the previous question that you had as to how should one approach the market in the current environment uh, apart from you know what i said the three things that i want to highlight while we are overweight domestic i think the sectors that we are particularly focused on is essentially very simply put three c's first c stands for capex second c stands for credit and the third c stands for consumption so these are the three broad themes in which we are investing i can get into details of each one of them but for paucity of time i just don't want to expand too much but very simply put in in one line india has got huge capex opportunities both on infra as well as pli led growth and china plus one is a kind of great uh, uh, let's say catalyst out there which is why capex is a great story credit is something where we are seeing a significant growth now after a long period of time for the first time in last 10 years we are seeing credit growth in the banking sector at about 15 to 16% banking balance sheets are absolutely clean banks are well capitalized and industry is beginning to grow so credit is a good play at that point of time and finally consumer is a great medium term story as india goes from $2000 per capita to about $5000 per capita over the next decade this phase typically leads to a exponential expansion in consumption both in deeper consumption premiumization as well as introduction of new categories and shift from you know from unorganized to organized so these three themes play quite well and those are the ones that are reflected in our portfolios and those are the ones that i would advise investors to be bullish on 
Thanks a lot, Suresh, uh, for this uh, entire interview. It was quite insightful, and it's, it is always a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Ravi. Delighted to be here. This brings us to the end of this edition. Thank you as always for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered India Money Insights. Stay tuned for the latest updates and market trends by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, reach out to your Standard Chartered Relationship Manager or visit www.se.com/in.